What's going on? Welcome to episode number three of Ball Status. Well done. I'm Doug Miller here with my two sidekicks, Meaty, Two Step, Mabe, and the Cuckasaurus Rex. <laughs> That's a new one. <laughs> the Rex part's new. Uh, otherwise known as Patrick Mabe and Carl Frady. Um, Patrick is the national sales director for the brands Corn Nutritionals America Labs. Cuck is the general manager of the Nutrition Corners, a chain of dietary supplement retail stores in the state of Virginia, about to be North Carolina. We're about to open our 12th store. How do you like that for an intro? Dude, you're that was like some, today. I'm just some, like, I like sitting back. When perfect. you just have these moments, yeah. I just like to sit back here and just... Watch, just watch. Cause you the pretty one, dog. Cause you the pretty. Why do I gotta do it? Cause you the pretty one. You the pretty one. All right, well, let's get in here. Thank you, America Energy, uh, our sponsor for keeping us hydrated, keeping us ready to rock. This is gonna be good. Carl, you just ruined the whole juju. Do them boom boom. You know it's funny. No one has a pew pew on the table. Unfortunately, Pew Pew is not stocked in that fridge back there. Oh, so it's not cold? So it's Man. not cold. You know what? I thought we were talking about actual Pew Pews. Well, where's your Pew I'm sure he's got, got a Pew in his pants. That's my bag. I got to show it to Doug. I, uh, so being, oh, yeah. being in Chicago felt really weird not having a your Pew? Yeah. yeah. I, really I was know. trying to be a good, good law-abiding citizen because I'm the domestic terrorist, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely are. <laughs> All right. Let's get into the episode today. So boss status... A podcast where we discuss the business of health and the health of business. Today, we are talking about hiring. What are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about what has worked well for us, um, what has not worked so well for us, and included in that, I think we could probably talk about some compensation structures that have worked well and, you know, have and have not worked well for us. Um, and then really what we look for in hiring people for this. Yeah. I feel like that's number one, right? You want to start with, you want to start with, uh, I feel like when you, what we look for, I think so. I think that makes so, sense. And then, and then you kind of give like feedback of like what's worked, what's not worked. Right. Right. And then within that, there's some examples of compensation structures. And so it's funny. So I came from the corporate world. I did economic litig litigation consulting for a company, a very high end, um, consulting firm called Bates White. I was part of it as it was a startup. It grew to, man, they're probably got 200 people now. They're probably doing hundred million in revenue. They're crushing it. And I was involved. It's kind of funny. I was like, we kind of would joke me and my friends who were involved in doing it. We, we were involved in designing the hiring process for the company. And so we would go to Ivy league schools. We'd go to Princeton uh, we'd go to the Penn State Honors Program. We'd go to Harvard. We'd go to Duke. We'd do all these things. We'd go on campus and we'd interview. And we were 23 years old and didn't know what the hell we were doing. Literally, we made, made stuff up. And it was like, these are all really smart kids anyways, right? They're all right. past, it's already at a standard level. So we'd like make up stuff like, um, so there's a paperclip on the table. Give me 10 things you could do with that paperclip. And the best answer one time was the kid's like, well, I could stick it in the socket and electrocute myself. <laughs> I'm like, I like you. Yeah, was, yeah that's, that's a winning answer. Yeah, so um, so we had, man, we did, we created all this stuff. So we had weird questions like that. We had case interviews like, uh, you know, if you were in our situation in the consulting world, how would you solve this problem? And we would give them very, you know, uh, open-ended questions, but they had to get technical on how they would come up with estimates to solve these problems. They were, I mean, it was hard. We always joked, like, we're glad we got in when we did because sure. it was just like a 30-minute phone interview before they actually had a hiring process because we would never get hired. I mean, it was intense. Like, we would interview, uh, after you pass, like, an on-campus interview, we'd fly you in, and then we would do a full day of interviewing. So you talk to, like, you know, the HR person, and then you'd go from consultant to manager to partner, and you do all these different types of interviews. You do a behavioral, you do a case interview, you do a partner interview. I mean, it was insane. It was intense. And a, and a lot of it was like, you start with the resumes. The resumes, read them out, weed them out, and then you do interviews on campus to kind of see if they pass that initial bar. Um, and then you, we fly them in. Do you feel that rigorous process was effective? Like now that you can, okay, so we'll get to our type of hiring process, but like now that, you know, ours is not that intense. Yeah. Uh, um, 
you know, it's funny. I still look for the same things. So it wasn't always the smartest person, right? Like I, I still look for the same things uh, in hiring. So a part of it, so what we look for, or what I look for, you know, if I was asked this question at the Nut Bash the one time. One, one of the, two of the things that I looked for were the same back then. And it's one of our core values, the ability to figure it out, right? So part of the case interview, so you could ask somebody, give me a time when you had to figure something out that you didn't know how to do and how did you handle that situation? Yeah. You know, could you have done something better? You know, like stupid behavioral interview questions like that. Or you could like walk them through like, okay, here's a problem. Here's a piece of paper. How would you figure this out? So like that today is the same for us. Like we look for people who figure it out. And unfortunately, the only real way you get that is kind of seeing it on the job and in practice. And that's why we bring a lot of people up through the ranks. Right. Right. Um, so that's one thing is figuring it out. The other thing is, um, attend. I mean, it, it really depends on the position, but for the most part, somebody with an intention, attention to detail and organization, not necessarily at an OCD level, but the ability for somebody to stay organized, organize themselves, which is a display of discipline, which is one of our other core values. So it's discipline and the ability to figure it out are two of the biggest things that we look for, that I look for, you know, in hiring somebody, you know, kind of across the board. I think um, the other thing that we did less back in the corporate world than we do now, and I would say <clears throat> maybe, maybe 10 or 15% of the interview back then at Bates White was about culture and core value fit and the, would you fit in with us essentially uh and the other 85 was just raw metrics like what was your gpa you know how did you perform on the interviews you know like things like that whereas here i, I at least now am at a point where for me it's much more about fit it's 85 percent about fit and then obviously there's certain jobs we have to have those skills right you have to if you're coming on board to do digital marketing, you got to have digital marketing skills. If you're coming on board to do graphic design, you have to be trained in graphic design or photography or videography or a web design or whatever. You're going to have to have those skills. But for the most part, um, especially in a, in a retail store where a lot of it is interaction, customer service, um, and giving them you know a great experience, a lot of it comes down to sharing the same core values. So I think <clears throat> we've come to a point where we have really found that it's true. We we look to get the right people on the bus, right? So this is, uh, again, we, we will come back to on these podcasts a lot, uh, Jim Collins and his book, and he'll always talk about first you get the right people on the bus, and then you use those right people to help you desi decide the destination, right? And I think we do a good job of that, or at least we try to. Um, so figuring it out is something I look for. Discipline is something I look for. Sharing the same core values and passion is a must and something that we, that we look for. Um, and those really, honestly, are the three biggest things. Disagree, agree? What, what do you guys think? Yeah, the passion. Was, I mean, Carl, you do this more than I do at, on the retail side. Yeah, so it's funny that we got into the hiring because I was telling you guys that, that we had uh, started changing the new hire process um, that I wasn't completely confident that new hires were actually being interviewed other than, you know, hi, who are you? And, <laughs> you know, basic stuff like, like asking some, some really important questions. And so one of the things that I always remember uh, asking was I would talk to somebody about like, what's their supplementation protocol. And it's like, well, I take protein, you know, after my workout and I do creatine and emulsified. And it's like, well, that's great. but That's not who we are. You, you know, you're the guy who wants to go buy a car and you're content with its performance off the line. Whereas I'm the guy who wants to go eight seconds, you know, in a street car and uh, or the guy that wants to go three seconds, you know. Uh, so you either have to really love supplements and picking it apart. What's this do? And well, if I if I tweak this formula this way or, you know, that's that's a big thing that I look for because that's what you're you're surrounded by all day of supplements. So you, you would say on your side, your number one is passion. Correct. It's passion for supplements and training. And I remember. I knew you always asked that question is like, what supplements do you take? And like, what's your training like? Yeah. And that's important because if you're coming into our store, you want to get a retail experience uh, that is consistent with the founders, which is essentially us. Right. <laughs> um, 
And if it doesn't, if it doesn't share that those same core values and the, the, tell the same story, they're just not going to get the same experience. So if you have somebody who's hired who just like takes a protein powder and it doesn't get excited about that um, and barely trains, that's not a good representation of the passion from the top. Yeah, I mean, I've always said, hey, I'm not looking to hire, you know, Doug Miller. I'm not looking to hire, you know, a, a fitness model on the cover of a magazine. Uh, is that what I am? Is that just all I am to you? you is the fitness? Just, <laughs> just uh, but it's like I'm, I'm painting the pitch like, hey, I don't want. I'm trying to know, figure out which is. I don't even know which is. Yeah. Yo, bodybuilders in there, right? It's like, yeah. and, and at this this day and age, I really don't want anybody who wants to compete because, you know. It's a distraction. It is. And they, and I've talked openly about this with my teammates. You know, it's like they're not mentally tough enough to compete. You know, I've seen people get divorced because of competition, lose their job because of competition. Um you know, they, they put everything first over competition. So it's actually a, a, a distracting. Yeah. I mean, I would say that the, the, the flip of that is it does show a le at least a level of discipline, right? Like that, that is, that totally, that is key. If they can juggle, if they can balance way. what he's saying also right. with the competition, yeah. right? If somebody, if you can see somebody get through a competition and perform high in their job, right. Then, you know, you have like a winner there. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, because because it, it is great if they can compete, you know, and, and do that because it does take a lot of discipline to be able to do something like that. But it can't be like that's it. That's all I care about in life. Everything else becomes last place, you know. And um, it, but going back to it, it's like you have to have that love affair with supplementation, and you have to have that love affair with whatever it is that you're training. You have to love it, right? You know, we always joke like how many people would actually work out if there was no Instagram or whatever. You know, we grew up and there was no there was no internet. You know. Yeah. You know, we, we lived in the muscle mags. You couldn't wait to, to open up a muscle mag. And, and now it's booty shot, and the guys are just as horrific as the girls in the gym. And uh, so it's, it's do you really love to train? Whatever that might be for you, do you really love that? And so that's one of the things that I talk about with the team is that when you ask people questions about what their passions are, do they come alive when they talk about that, right? Like, I want to collect an ant farm. You know, well, cool. If you, if you come alive about your ant farm, it's going to have a Ferris wheel and it's going to have a train for them. Like, cool. I love that. But it's like, yeah, I want to become a doctor. And it's like you're, you're just so monotone about it. It's like, cool. That's that's great. But you have no excitement. That means you're not going to have excitement to talk to somebody about fitness and supplementation and things that are going to change their life because you don't even believe in it. You know, it doesn't resonate with you. you know? I mean, I think that's probably consistent with, you know, my order. I, I talked about figure ability to figure it out and um, uh, the attention to detail. But passion has got to be first. That goes so far in overcoming all your other faults. Because if you're really passionate about it, you'll dig deep and figure out what you need to figure out. So, um, you know, and, and we've grown too. So we've kind of adapted. So like, I mean, in the beginning, we were kind of looking for bodybuilders, but then then we recognize, like, okay, not everybody. No, then we, got a, then, then we got away from it, and then now we, I feel like we're going back to it a little so bit. So I was about to say, though, um, I think we're, from, at least from, from my perspective, our focus is more on the crush it lifestyle. Correct. Right? That, that core value number one. Yep. Right? So we can name a couple people in this building specifically that aren't bodybuilders, that don't actually work out. <laughs> like POV, POV works out. You know, but I think that, you know, no, I'll call out Tyler right now. Tyler is on a path to try to get back into the gym, but he, but like he has a, a crush it lifestyle mentality. Yeah. So whatever he does, he's going to try to do all that he can to be the best at that. Yeah. Right. Like that's more important now than it was before. Then, you know, before it was more like, it's got to be about training. Yeah. But right? you know, I think the one thing that even we see in the warehouse, like I, I really do enjoy seeing people that get excited about the supplements and the, totally. and the training. I oh think, no, that's so important. I think that's a, you get a, it's like a bonus star, right? Like if you, a gold it, star. it's like a gold star, which we'll get to in a second. Um, it, it, it's almost like a bonus, right? Like some people, you know, we do have, you know, some people that just want to pack boxes and want to have a job, but for the most part, um, you know, we want somebody who's passionate about us right. and passionate about the share the same values in terms of uh, their interests too, um, and that that's training. So, like, you know, yeah, POV is like 120 pounds soaking wet, but he still trains hard. I remember the day he came in; he was so <laughs> excited. He wanted to show me this uh, squat, squat video, video that he squatted 315 pounds. And he almost buckled. He almost collapsed, but he did it. He did it, and he was proud. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. He, he's just like. Screw you guys. What's uh well, Carl? For you, so uh, 
you know, the retail side of things. So when I was managing and trying to hire, you know, obviously that was of importance. I feel like in next in line for me was, and I don't know how to, what the correct wording is for it, but trying to um, hire people that have uh, personal people skills, because it is retail and you are serving community and you are serving others and you have to be able, you can't be a dud, you can't be a passionate about training, but be a dud behind the counter. Your right, EQ you know. in retail, your EQ has to be yeah. as high or higher than your IQ, right? Like right. you have to have the emotional intelligence to know when to push somebody and get them to talk or when to back off. And you can't be, you have to be passionate, but you got to know when to temper your passion. You basically got to match the person's energy who comes in the door and know how to adjust your own emotional response yeah. to that. That's and that's huge. And that's, that's huge. Yeah. Jesus is big with that. And, and Jesus actually has two individuals who are at the opposite spectrum of the energy. And he has to work with those two people on, Hey, you got to bring it down and Hey, you got to step it up kind of a thing. And, um, and you got to read the person that walks into that door. Yeah. Right. Cause we've had issues even before, like not being able to read that person and then try to sell them something or get them, you know, try to steer them in another direction when they really just wanted a pre-workout that it was high. Yeah. Stamp, you know, yeah, we like, got a, you know, an employee that no longer is with us that I know all three of us are, you know, uh, thinking of, uh, um, but he was the same way where in his head and in his universe, he was a superstar. But when you stood back and you'd watch the interaction, you could read the body language of the client and realize that they were saying like, would you just please go away and stop talking? So like, how do you hire that? Like what, what is the word or what are you looking for when you're trying to hire in retail, emotionally intelligent people, persons? I know what I say. You know, it's, it's what's the word, you know, that I can communicate. This is what I'm looking for. But I, t- I tell it when I was doing the hiring, uh, I would communicate to the, the person. But I this is what I communicate to the managers is that we do three non-paid um, four yep. hour shifts. And my number one thing I'm looking for is the interaction. Well, let, let's just pause there for a second. So, like, let, let's talk a little bit about the hiring pra- practice, at least on the retail side, because that might blow some people's minds. That we ask somebody to work for three, four hours, 12 hours for us for free. Yeah. Well, they, they get the uh, uh, employee discount on the supplements. Sure. And um, so they get an opportunity to save some money at least. Yeah. Right. So, like, if they're passionate about it, that's great. Yeah. Because they're yeah. going to save a it's, ton. Uh, of- it's worked well. Can they show up three times on time? Uh, can they regurgitate? Because we send them home with homework every night. They do that. So, yep. did you do the damn homework? Uh, what did you learn? Did you learn, like, some basic 30 second, you know, uh, information, or did you actually learn something that, that, uh, from that product? Right. Um, so let, let me take a step back. So basically hiring at the nutrition corners starts with a phone interview. Do you, do you sound passionate? Do you basically just pass that same bar? This is the same as with us going on campus at Bates White phone interview. Like, are you just a complete dud or, or what does it look like? Hey guys, <laughs> somebody just walked into our office. Um, so, there's the phone interview and then there's the in-person interview where I know you like to really read their body language and get up real nice and close and tight, like with them. And see. If Carl's not, uh, if he's not saying anything and he's got his legs crossed and he's sitting back, he's taking it in. You better watch yeah. out. He's so, taking all of the and notes. that's where you talk about, uh, you have a conversation about their goals and their future to kind of really dig more into their passions and what they're doing. And that's where you read their EQ essentially. Yeah. You know, so when, you know, with, when I was with one life, actually had a very corporate structured interview process for everybody that came on board whether you were the playroom or the front desk or the maintenance you had this initial interview and now anybody that was into a manager position had actually a second interview that was a separate set of questions with a different manager and so so we've started implementing that at the nutrition corners because i wasn't confident that the right questions are being asked it's it's almost like i need somebody and you're a warm body and so i'm just going to hire you and that was that so, whole thing. So, in the, that, so there's some set interview questions now at this point. And then yes. once they pass that initial bar of the phone interview, the in-person interview, uh, they have to work those three shifts where they're given homework after each of the. So we actually each. have a seven shift training. So in the very first shift, they are starting to learn operations. But they're not paid and they're not officially hired yet. So our right. training process, so that, that's our hiring process. And then you go into training where we utilize a software called Trainual right? Where we have a lot of educational material about supplements. Uh, we have uh, information about our culture, which we'll talk about in a second. The story. And, and all yeah. of that is a seven day process or a seven yeah. step process. Seven, 
separate days. Shift. Yeah, we don't yep. we don't combine shifts. So again, a part of that is can you regurgitate? Can you learn? Can you show up on time? Does your energy stay the same? There are some people that you know. Jesus is is great. I I, I fucking love him because he will tell people it's like you're not you're not it. You know, he'll cut them short and and. Uh, um, you got those seven shifts before I'm going to hand you the keys. But they start getting paid on shift four. Correct. So, so it's three, four-hour unpaid shifts, and then they basically are hired. But we start the, the training process before they're even really That working. starts on day one. Yep. So, yeah. So we have a we have a train. We have a seven shift, four hours at a time, and it's all written out on what they go over. With the, the manager will train on each yep. of those. That's all signed off on. And then train you will back that back up that they have to complete within three weeks. Of their so they're actually tests testing in, in trainual. So um, one of the things that is basically we do along the process of the hiring process, the training process, that all along this is inculturating them, right? Like this is the important thing. So that one, you look to see if you think they share your same core values, but then you drill it home, right? Like you have to tell, keep telling your story. And we've gotten a lot better about this. Carl makes me do this a lot. I feel like uh, in managers meetings, you know, one, we open it up to questions for me. Um, and two is like, you give me an opportunity to say what's good, Carl. Every time I go to a manager meeting, Carl's like, okay, Doug, you got the floor for the first 30 minutes. What's good. Um, and part of that, the reasoning for that, and each time I'm not prepared, it's great. <laughs> and I just went, I was like, you know, I really don't even know. And then I go off for 45 minutes yeah, talking about all the good especially stuff. Last time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, but part of that is inculturating, right? It's talking about the bigger picture. It's showing all the other things that are happening that might be outside of that, those individual employees space, but are also related and important. Um, and so that inculturating process is, goes, a, you know, a long way. And I think one of the things that, you know, Pat, you started doing here is new employees here at HQ, you get them into a big kumbaya circle and basically everyone tells their story. And so that's part of inculturating as well. And I think one of the reasons why we did podcast number one for boss status the way we did, which talked about our core values, was now that's a part of trainual. And like that's something that we show, we send to all new hires or people who potentially want to work here. This might not be right for you. Those core values, we're not saying they're the right core values. They just happen to be our core values. There's a ton of other virtues out there that are not part of our core values that are great. And if you share them, that's great. You know, if you have them, that's great. Uh, the key is that people share our core values. Yep. Um, and so inculturating uh, along this process, um, I think is so important. And I think we need to continue to do, you know, a better job of that, especially as we, the older we become and the more we do. I really feel that that is the most important thing because that's, that's the hard part that I, I find is, I mean, I just added three new people to payroll uh, this past week. Uh, we let go of three people, um, and I feel like I've been doing that week after week after week, and, and there's still some people that I have not met that are that are on the team, and it, it's now... But that's just going to be a reality. When you have that many people and you grow to that level, that's going to be a reality, but that's where, like you said, it's important that the culture and the stories get handed down so that even though you're not there to tell it, the middle management can tell yeah. it. Well, the, the book just said uh, good people attract good people, which will then attract good people. Yeah. Right. So it inculturation is what is going to trickle. Yeah. That's, that's my biggest concern that I personally have as the leader of the nutrition corners is making sure that that story is heard and, but it's, but it's told the right way. And it's, it stinks that we've lost the tenured managers that we have, um, you know, we have Trey and we have Jesus that are that are driving all over the place right now that ha have the story. You know, I have Dusty who's driving um, and I have, you know, Matt B and, you know, we have Jason. But but those guys haven't been around. They don't know that true story the way Jesus and Trey do. And um, well, so that's why we've created positions in this now where they aren't really even working shifts. They're passing on the story. Yeah. Right. Like that's part of it. it is, They're training. Huge. They're training. But we've we've just this past year we've invested a lot more time and money into creating positions of like upper middle management. Does that yeah. make sense? Where to make sure that the middle management carries those stories of the brand. Why is it important that we educate people when they come into a store uh, on proper supplements and nutrition? Why, why do we open these the, yeah. the, the stores in the first place? Yeah. You know, why is core nutritional such a special brand? You know, what makes that different? You know, 
because I mean, obviously it's clear we sell a ton of core through our stores. Um, so it's important that they know that they, they have these stories. Yeah. So, um, you guys, anything else you want to say on what you look for when you're hiring? I want to talk about after that, I want to talk about, um, some of the things that we've done that really hasn't worked well. Um, and that's probably along the lines of compensation. Um, and then, um, talk about a couple other things, anything else on the, um, with hiring or what you look for when you hire? Yep. For, yeah. I mean, I, I really think that's the big thing. I mean, obviously you want somebody who is intelligent, who did well in school, but again, people can overcome those things. My father barely made it out of high school and he's like the smartest man that I know. He self-taught himself everything there. I mean, the last people that I hired, I didn't even look at a resume. Well, yeah. no, I, I actually didn't even look at a resume. And so let's talk about that for a second. So, uh, a lot of times on the brand side, we are hiring people that we kind of know yep. because of the brand fit is so important and the culture is so important. And so, so a lot of times what we do when we hire is we're hiring the person and then we're creating the position or asking them to create the position. So I can think of three examples of this off the top of my head. So um, I think David Renecki, who now does everything from in-house R&D, formulation, customer service, sales. He does just about everything now. You know, he was just passionate about what we do. And he had, you know, he kept on coming into our warehouse, bringing us balls. I mean, that's uh, the only reason we wanted him. Because right. he was bringing his bros. And he's back to making them Oh, again. dude, they were so good today. Yeah. If we can perfect this, yeah, we, we did. Oh, man, we'll talk about that on another, on some days or something. But so he would come in and we were just like, man, what's this guy's deal? But you could just tell he had a passion for training, for bodybuilding, for supplements, for balls, um, which fits just in line with our, you know, core values. So basically we gave him a shot. You know, he took, he took a chance, which is one of our core values is going, you know, taking a risk and earning it. And so, you know, he, he said, listen, we'll give you this job and we'll start you out at X, which is less than what you're making now, but you can earn your way up. Yeah. And uh, it's so important that, that young people understand that it's, it's, I, I mean, I get it. I mean, who doesn't want more money and who doesn't want the easier life, but that's, it's just not how it works. It's not the way it is. And, and, and then you go back to fucking social media again. And, and all it is, is just this fucking victory party day after day in stories. And, and people just think that's what it is. Just one big victory party. When you become 20 years old that, you know, I get a job and I get, you know, all this money and I get all these benefits and it's just party day every day but it's like they don't they don't get they don't understand the grind they don't understand the story that got us to where we are right now and and so it's like we have proven that over and over like just get in here and i think show us what you can do i think i think the other person the other person was uh matt skirky who's starting here next week you know he was big into supplements he's into bodybuilding but he more importantly he was into our brand he's followed us for many years he showed up at arnold classics to work for free for us and uh, he just was looking for something else and we needed some help basically running the gym. I was like, listen, dude, I know you don't run a gym, but like we need somebody to help us open this gym at Crush Coliseum over here. And I was like, there's opportunities for you to get involved in sales and whatever marketing, whatever you can get into. Why don't you come here? This is your position to start. And then you create your opportunity. Um, so he starts next week. We have David Dodrell, who literally he's our arms race sales rep, um, who's crushing it right now. I mean, he came to me and pitched me the idea for the position. I said, okay, you know what? You just created a position, which I love is right. So we let our people create the position. We let them help us steer the bus, right? And so he's another person who's a great example of uh, getting the right person on the bus who shares the same values and, and passions. And, and who we knew and we planted a seed months prior. So the story was the literally, it was almost like a year to the day yeah. uh, before he pitched me the opportunity or the, the idea for the position. Um, I met him at a GNC and I, I literally asked him that day, Hey man, do you want to come work for me at the nutrition corners? Right. And when we left, I told Pat, uh, cause we were going to do COVID basically canceled our Julian Smith arms race event at his GNC. Right. And so Pat and I still stopped by and drop off samples and said, what's up. Um, and he was great. He was a killer and, uh, we knew it. And so after we left there, I was like, he's going to come work for us someday. Mm -hmm. It was so funny. Yeah. And so now he's here. And Which makes me think, that, thinking about that story makes me think other seeds that we plant, that they're out, you know, they're, they're, are, still, they're still planted. We're, we're, we're putting our seed out there, bro. The seeds are out there. <laughs> you gotta keep the rain coming, you know? Right. Keep dropping your seeds, meat. Oh, they're dropping. Keep taking that big papa stack. Well, I mean, uh, Dave is another example, like, poked him, before, you know, 
a year or so before trying to get nutrition corner growth and I think it just didn't work out with with that situation. Matt well, Skirky was another one. Dave, we tried to get Dave to work at the nutrition. So corner? I was I, I I recognized I Dave. I knew who he was. He uh, was coached by in the natural yeah. natural yeah. bodybuilding world, and um, we were poking him and trying to get him to work for the nutrition course. I think you might have had a conversation with him at one point. Um, and Matt Skirky was the same. I think prior P- POV. We even planted a seat in POV at the Arnold Classic 2019. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Even before that, he did the wedding. Yeah, he's baby birds, baby bird. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, weird lanky that, kid, white kid, that the goth, goth looking motherfucker <laughs> over <in> the side. <laughs> yeah, the painted black fingernails and you know ripped, je- tight ripped, skinny jeans. So the, the, if you're listening right now, you might have a seed in you that's getting watered right now, but you yeah, just don't know about it. Yeah, I mean, I was Is that awkward? Say How did you get that? the seed inside of I them? I planted it. Oh, you put you in st- with my potting soil. <laughs> 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 Y'all trying to like follow all this man. You get high. <laughs> <laughs> Carl really wants to do an episode of this. Totally. So episode smashed. episode five should just be I'm high. And yeah, we'll yeah, I'm five. Dude, I'm pops. telling you. So it takes like forty five minutes to okay. maybe an hour for that fifty migs of delta eight to kick in. But when it kicks in, it's like a it's just like a wave that comes on top, right? So <laughs> I mean, let me also tell. We're, we're way distracted right now, but so uh, across at, at the National Association of Convenience Stores Expo just last week, across the street was Ooze. Across the, the aisle, Ooze is a THC paraphernalia brand. So they basically make THC pen pins that you like screw your stuff in. I you know I don't know all the intricate details, but like you use their item to then smoke uh, oil, marijuana, or whatever, or Delta 8 stuff. And he was kind of of the opinion, he was saying, like, you just got to be careful with that stuff, man. You just don't know what's in it. And he said, like, uh, like cannabis, like, you know, I get my highs from cannabis, and I enjoy it, and I feel in control. Delta 8's a trip. Like, it's just, <laughs> well, I just, can attest just, to that. You it just is straight trip, trip out. Uh, it, he yeah. said, you got to be careful with that stuff. So. Yeah. So it was a fair warning, Carl. <laughs> Sounds like a good time. But I think, yeah, we'd all take it like, like 45, 30 minutes before. That way the podcast actually starts off in a right. serious note. Yeah. And then the <laughs> and giggles. By, and then by the end, 30 minutes knows, laughing. Well, the last time, last about, time you did, you know? we went live on social on the internet and I was broke. You went live. I couldn't believe that. <laughs> it was live with the cuck. Oh, Anyways, reeling it so, back in. Um, <laughs> reeling it back in, as, as far as planting seeds, I've had this conversation with multiple people now. And... Um, I was actually thinking about this like 10 seconds before you even said that, but there are a ton of people out there that hate their job or we talked about that last night. want to leave because of these mandates. And I would encourage those individuals to go back and listen to, to the first podcast we did for this uh, that talked about the core values. And if that sings to you, if that resonates, if that makes you tingle and you do have a passion for the fitness uh, lifestyle, you do actually care about your nutrition, your training and supplementation, like what we're talking about should should make you really excited. I mean, the people that we look for, um, they've 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 made the uh, these positions happen and uh, they've made uh, more happen once they they've gotten to the door, you know, and so I think there is an incredible opportunity right now for businesses um, throughout the United States to get better because there are these people entering uh, uh, a segment of the population that are fucking pissed off and they're going to want to job. Well, it's funny. It's like, I I couldn't imagine working a job that like your typical office space job, you know, like where you're literally just hate your life going to work. Like, I mean, we have a lot of stresses around here, but I would say most of them are you stress, but like, do we do you guys ever come to work and you're like really like dreading coming to work or stressed about what? Well, me get stressed, but like it's like good stress. It's a good it's stress. Like, yeah, it's, a it's like stress. like is there ever a Monday where you're just like, man, I just don't want to go to work? I mean, at least for me, it's like it's always like, no, I'm I'm good, and I don't really see that in anyone who's here. That like, man, Monday's here. Oh, I got the Mondays. Right. You know, I've or counting down job. to the Friday. Or I've <laughs> I've literally had that job where I was so depressed. Or you're looking yeah. at the clock all day. Or it was horrible. This it's it's actually you know Amy. Uh, was a huge part of, of, of saving me in that time in my life, but I hated. I I was it was crippling the depression that I went through. You know, I'd take Carl to school and I'd come home and I'd get back into bed. You know, I very rarely, you know on days off like I wouldn't even get out of my clothes. I wouldn't leave the house. Wouldn't open up the. I mean, I was just depressed. I hated my job. I felt like it was empty. It, would, it served no purpose, and so 
never have I experienced that yeah. with the eight years that we've been doing this. And, and we've had some, some tough days where it's like, you don't get a day off. Uh, you get the, um, you got to, you know, grind doing, to the weekend. Yeah. You're doing you a, travel. You know, some manual labor stuff, getting that swampy ass going, you know, you're getting like six hours of sleep, three hours of sleep, you know, and, and it's like, but it's fun. Stress is like we're talking cause yeah. we're building our right. thing. Well, know? I'll never forget the one thing Doug kind of, mentioned check, check. was a distress and a eustress oh, and yeah. being able to recognize Fair. the two different stress i'm talking here carl you're distracting me oh, mike ain't working it's working i, th- I think i think you talk you must have pushed a button yeah. there bro we got a loose connection it's working there. what do you mean bro it's just your sound you're good all right i don't know just play around push some buttons <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so your your headphones aren't working yeah headphones aren't working Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was the wrong button. <laughs> We're back. Are we uh, back? Did you hear that? No. So I'll just sit here. We're Hold good. on. Let me plug you in. Let me, oh, let me, there we go. There we go. Oh, I was jiggling your cord. You know what I'm saying? Jiggling my cord. Yeah. yeah. Dirty dog. <laughs> but your microphone works. Now everything. Did you working. like that? Oh, yeah. That's two and 30 seconds. Oh, man. Distress, say, distress and you stress yeah. and being able to recognize and differentiate the two of them, right? There's stress in your life. Cortisol is a hormone. It lives and there, it's, it actually is, can be a good thing, right? But recognizing if it's a positive thing, you stress, or if it's a negative thing, it's distress and not turning your you stress, which I do a lot, into my distress, you know, I get overwhelmed, I get anxious, and then it just all collapses, and I'm distra- and I'm in a distressed moment. <laughs> we well, you know Carl, Carl, and I will be like, yeah, just leave him alone today. <laughs> leave him, leave him alone. <laughs> let him be. Just let, let him just be. I like thinking about the hamster that lives up there. Oh know? yeah, <laughs> just those fat little chubby thighs <laughs> yeah. just smoking. I mean, we are on a tight schedule. We're on a tight schedule today, and oh, it's shit. like getting it's one fifteen. I'm in this room, and I like, just hear laughing. Oh shit, on. we're laughing, and we're trying to watch old oh, the cuck this soul stole Crushman's videos. We're having a good time. Me, it's like, gosh, we gotta get. I got two thirty. I got talking to you. <laughs> Meat always ruining our fun. This is bullshit. <laughs> so yeah. So you stress and distress. Yes. Yeah. Um, a, a good example of not differentiating <laughs> yeah. the two, and I'm it's a, still figuring it out. So let's so, start yeah. to let's start to, let's talk a little bit about uh, compensation on the retail side because I think this is actually important. So. Um, so is this a lesson? Is this part of like? No, I think it's just part of the hiring process because like out? figuring it out. Yeah. So. One of the key values or the key things that we tell people about our stores, and I think this is very important because it separates us from other stores, you know, like different chains or retail stores that might get paid a commission or a spiff based on selling an individual product. You know, the GNC has changed their ways, you know, back in the day, like if they sold a hydroxy cut hardcore, that sales rep gets like nine bucks or something spiff, like something crazy, right? So they're pushing products that aren't right for the the person. So when we started the, when I started this back in 2010, um, the idea was to pay bonuses based on sales. So performance. So, uh, we set it up as average daily sales, um, for a month. Um, and I believe we started out quarterly. Actually, it was, it was, it wasn't even a monthly bonus. It was a quarterly bonus based on average daily sales. Um, and you know, the idea was, sure, you want to sell product and educate people, but you don't want to push any particular brand. So I think the important point to note is that, you know, Core Nutritionals is not a house brand of, uh, or Arms Race or America Labs of the nutrition corners because the guys get paid the same whether or not they sell Core or, I was going to say muscle tech, but we don't carry muscle tech, Core or any of the other they're only selling brands. core let's be honest no no any of the other brands out there I'm let's just try. let's give somebody a bone here yeah, yeah. uh glaxon yeah, they're yes. sponsoring our next manager's meeting so yes. core glaxon they get paid the same revive uh, yeah so and sport so that's MTN. a oh, man. yeah yeah oh, there you go carl just yeah. go no yeah. you can stop yeah so, so that you know that was important excuse me but one of the things that we found especially in this you know i was going to say millennial but like the gen z is really who we're hiring right now. Like early when does that start? I'm just curious. Early 20s? I thought it was, yeah. The, well, the, no, I'm saying like the, the people that are... 1999. I think that's yeah, based yeah, off sure. that... Uh, so like early 20s, so Gen Z, is... Um, well, there's a couple things going on. And so the problem is they, they wouldn't get their bonus or see the, the fruits of their hard work for a quarter, which, which is a long, you know, it's just a long time. Now, we, that's the same thing we, we do with you guys now, but it's a little bit different. And you guys are a little bit 
Well, we came answer. from that. You came from that, too, but, and but now it's monthly and true. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. You came from that structure, so but it's every quarter, right? So um, we then, I believe we then changed it to monthly, so they're getting it more regularly split up, right? Um, so a, a smaller bonus, but more often. Um, but then we got to the position with the point where we were, and in fact, we were, we were meeting with a, it was essentially a consultant, right? Jim, we were meeting with Jim yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and we were talking about like, how do we get these guys fully on board? You know, how do we motivate them? How do we, and you know, part of this, I think we got better because we started hiring better people, but part of his feedback is the generation now was wants to see immediate feedback, immediate, everything's immediate instant buy on Amazon, get it delivered in an hour, you know, Instagram, get your likes right away, your high fives right away, all that. Well, that's the same thing with a job. They want immediate feedback and they want to see immediate reward. So we, we, we dubbed it probably not. So it wasn't a great idea. We dubbed it the gold star system. Well, I think the gold star was supposed to be an internal thing, but then it became like, yeah, it's called the gold star yeah, like, system and you get a star and you get a star. So we joked, <laughs> like we joked, we like these, these kids just want freaking gold stars all the time. So we're, you know what? We're going to give you a gold star for this. We're going to give you a gold star for this gives. And every day we're going to give you a gold star or a gold star or a gold star. <laughs> So we started calling it the gold star system. Figure it out. So our bonus structure. So we looked at a certain keep uh, KPIs, right? Um, just make sure I didn't lose one of you guys there. So we started looking at uh, KPIs, and one of those things is um, average ticket value. Uh, you know, obviously average daily sales, things like that. Um, and so we set up these. We basically looked at the numbers and we figured out a way where at the end of the day, it made us about, it was maybe a little bit more expensive for us as a company. It always worked out to where they did get paid more. We always, we made sure that they were better off, but um, we wanted to reward them on a daily basis. So if they hit, you know, a $70 average ticket that day, they got their average ticket bonus for that day. It's $4 or whatever it is, right? Depending on how high over that, that mark was. Yeah. And then if they hit their average daily sales goals, they got over that. So if they had a killer day and they did five grand in their store that day, they got a huge bonus that day, right? Um, but they were accumulating on a daily basis. So literally as the month goes and as the, every day goes, they had individual goals and they would get immediate feedback and basically immediate bonuses on that. And were those uh, paid out monthly? They were paid out monthly. They not, were paid out monthly. Bi-weekly with the check. It was correct. Paid out monthly, but it was uh but they could keep track like they had goals every day to hit, right? right? And they got like high fives and all that every day, right? So um it was it was a logistical and accounting nightmare uh for Carl. Yes. Um but we still did it because we thought it was gonna change things. Uh and we realized recent I mean we when when did we go away from that? Because it wasn't about three months ago. Uh no, the no, we went away with it with all the new management. Like so basically uh September first. Um yep. so yeah, the last employee that was that was on that is gone. Um so, so now we we're went back, back to more basics and um more opportunities, right? Like so we now we've scaled it in a way that if they I mean the way retail works is once you cover certain numbers, everything on top of that is gravy. So like we factored that in also so it's not like a linear thing right we factored that in for our managers so like if this you know and this is the way it should be if the store is winning big at a certain month then they win big right and it was always the, the case but now it's scaled even better for them um but the bottom line of the story was is we we tried something we, we went to the immediate feedback uh the gold star system uh, with a more complicated pay structure and it just didn't work so where did we see that it didn't work? Because, right? so. Well, the big one is that everyone that that was created for is gone. Yeah. Every single so last didn't, one is gone. It didn't so help keep like, them. Trey was never on that. He was right. still on the old, old school Jesus system. Zeus probably as well. Yeah. And so now, now that Jesus is, is, is the regional, he wasn't going to be on that anyways, you know, because now he's paid off the region. Yeah. But so now it's great, especially the, the whole, I, I absolutely hate running payroll. It is, it is such like, ah, uh, pull my hair out. And, um, but to do that for the 31 days in a month, right. And every single day you had to check the numbers to make sure that they weren't being fudged, right. Or fat thumbed, right. You know, they're, they're blatantly trying to get over on the bonus or they accidentally got over. Like, all that stuff had to be checked for the average ticket and for the sales across the 11 stores. So imagine when you get to 50 stores, like you, you, 
no way, you know. So, so this goes back to a much better structure. It's, and I think what drives this structure is again, you get the individuals who have the passion and that they also believe in what we're actually trying to accomplish. You know, if you believe in that 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 big picture goal, that should drive you. Yeah. You know, and I just I'm always it just it is so funny to where, and you can see this flow into the other areas of their life where it's they don't understand the whole pay your dues and build something and it's like your marriage isn't isn't going to be great because you got down on one knee and it's your your job isn't going to be great because you had that one month you know being a parent isn't great because you you taught them how to walk and like all right you know I'm the greatest parent ever right there's always these things you have to continuously work at in order for something to continue to grow yeah you know and uh um, and it's the same thing with the career, you know, and, and, and especially if these people talk about it, you know, like you always hear this, like, I want my own gym one day. Like every, everybody who comes to us, they, they, gym I or want, supplement store. I want my gym or supplement store. I had a guy who once started a brand recently and asked me a bunch of questions. Yeah. I just said, don't do it. Yeah. Well, well, so, but just related to that. So that is one thing. So we, we've talked about, uh, hiring people, what we look for, the process of hiring and culturating training and all that stuff. And one of the pieces that, I think, um, you know, I, cause of my personality, I know this is something that I need to work on and it's, um, it's the outward public display of appreciation, right? Cause I think that is so important to kind of, uh, re, uh, strengthen the core values and to continue to fill those love tanks. We talk about filling the love tanks. So we get to do it a lot because we get to play, as Carl says, like we do those. But I think a lot of things, and my personality is, you know, just the way I am because it's the way I am for myself. It's not like a high five. It's like, oh, you win the York Cup. Now what? Woohoo, big deal. I just, I still need to get better. I didn't like my traps or something, you know, like whatever, right? Like um, it's always, uh, what can I do better? So for my personality and my leadership style is always, you know, you'll, you'll get a high five, a great job. And then it's usually just kind of like, let's go, you know? And then there's, you know, there's the financial component of appreciation and stuff like that, which I'm not talking about at the moment. I'm just talking more about the, the high five and the recognizing. And I think, uh, we do this on the retail side. We used to, and we need to bring it back. We used to have like the, the nut of the month where we would give out a big sword and it would stay anything. I think that is something that we absolutely need to bring back. Um, on the nutrition corner side, especially with this new cr- crop of, of yeah, managers. So we need to do that. Um, I'm working on something special that you guys don't even know about for Ooh, the, for the brand. Said this a lot for the brand side. Well, I think it's, it's, it, it's really cool. It's, you might think it's kind of cheesy. You might think it's not as cool. I as like me. cheesy things. Is, is I, I want to get is around and hold circle, uh, hold circles, circle jerks. Uh, you yeah, want to yeah. hold, hold hands and sing Kumbaya. I, I like, I like the team rah, rah, dumb stuff. So, like, so I, I would say I'm hoping by the end of the year I'll have it in place, but it'll be a way for uh, me to very specifically and outwardly show appreciation at a very particular point in time and not waiting towards to the like end of the year. It's like if you did something kick ass today, we stop what we do. We stop what we doing, boy, and we celebrate that. You know what I'm saying? Damn, yeah. put it on a cracker, dude. Put that, put that shit right Put that shit on a cracker, dude. Oh, so hold on. <laughs> side side note, real quick. I did send an email to uh, and asked if um, we could send some samples. That would be great. If I don't dude, get dude, a response, you're gonna have to beep that out because we don't want somebody stealing our info. Beep, 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 beep. Anyways. <laughs> I do have his address uh, from the product that we ordered, and if sure I don't get a response, black I'm spot still over his send, mouth so they can't read his lips. I'm still going to send a. Uh, I think package. we should just send a care package. Totally. Um, anyways, so yeah, so anyways, I think that's an important point of the whole life cycle of of the hiring, what to look for, how you train them, the environment, and cul- getting them in the right culture, and then reinforcing it with small tokens of appreciation. Like, again, I'm not talking about the bigger picture of compensation and all that, which is a whole other you know conversation, but. but that's, I like that you're talking about that because it... Well, so what I'm creating also can... You will be able to carry over to the nut corners. Because that's that's the part that I talk about. Like, I want to be able to meet everybody that works on the team. Yeah. You know, it's it's because they need to... to when I come in and, and say something on Slack uh, um, and, and say, hey, great work today, it, it's it's better when it's done that face-to-face. But it's also great when they, they know who I am. 
uh, as well with Carl saying something like that. Right. And, and, and then it goes back to like, you know, you're not just a parent Monday through Friday and then on Saturday and Sunday, you're like, you know, I'm done. You know, you yeah. figure it out, you know, and it's, I'm not a husband on Saturday and Sunday, Monday through Friday. I'm a single man. You know, it's like, you're always the leader. And that's the big part I talked about with everybody that just came on board. It's like, this really shouldn't be a contract about manager. This is a contract about leadership. They're like, when you sign this, you're saying that seven days a week, 365 days a year, I am in charge of these four walls and I am the man or I am the woman in this community. And, and you can't just take your hat off to that. And so it's same thing. It's like filling the love buckets and the love tanks. It's like, that's a part of upper leadership is to be, to be there, to do that. Um, and we can't just stand back and, and say, well, that's not my style. Yep. Um, we have to say, Hey, look, that is so important because that helps that invites them into this sure. story. You know, absolutely. So, um, so just to summarize, getting the right people on the bus involves, you know, at least for, for us looking for very passionate people, number one, looking for people who know how to figure it out and looking for people with, uh, at least for me is one of my big ones is attention to detail. So that it comes down to discipline. So discipline, passion, figuring it out. Um, we, this is an environment where um, you have to earn it, but you, it's also an environment where you can create your own path, and we encourage that. So we get the right people on the bu bus, and we let people you know, kind of create their own path and their own opportunities. And that's, I think, the cool part about working here is that um, you, you get an opportunity. If you have an idea, there's no idea too stupid, you know, like CODG, one of our other core values, cannot dream God, like, um, bring it to me, you know, maybe we can, you know, run it up the flagpole here and, uh, figure it out. Um, like Dave's balls, right. You know, that first run of that, that was, we failed. Like those balls went bad. Our manufacturing process messed up and it cost us well into the six figures. Right. But we are continuing down that path. And that was an, that hasn't led up. That hasn't discouraged me from allowing Dave to move forward on perfecting his balls and anyone else from bringing an idea towards us. So I think, um, yes, you have to earn it, but you also have the opportunity to earn it by creating your own path. Um, and the big thing is making sure, you know, the big thing, uh, having passion and all that, but it's also most importantly in this whole hiring process, it's having a culture fit. And if you're not living the same lifestyle that we are, um, you know, it's just, it just won't work out. And I think that goes for any small business. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I want to touch one thing on, on the compensation. I don't really know how it flows in with this, but I think it's something that's important that, that people hear, but it's something that we talk about as well. And it's, I think it maybe hits a little bit more um, through the retail side of things because of the, the bonus structure and how that works out. But um, I've been open and honest with my team and, and even on social media about my woes with my finances and declaring bankruptcy and the things that I've learned from that and, and the disciplines that I've put into place that – helped me live within my means. And again, I think young people have a struggle with that because one, I, I, I don't see finances uh, and how do you, how to grow your wealth being taught in any level of school. Um, and I think most, most millennials had problems with that and they're teaching Gen Z and, and uh, so they're not learning. And so a big thing I go over the team is, is that your money that you make is yours, right? Stop, stop looking at what's going on elsewhere and, and, and living that lifestyle because that's not your lifestyle. And no matter how bad it gets, it's not as bad as what you think it is. But these, we had, we had a meal prep company in our stores. It's $12 a meal. I looked at the stats and the, the employees are the one buying a lot of these, which drove the margins down. And I made it a non-discountable item and they were paying $12 for a fucking meal. You know, I see this Pokemon being being bought by people and yet complaining about the money and going out to eat and buying sushi every week. You know, the new shoes and, you know, someone went out and bought a car. It's like, dude, that's not your lifestyle, right? You you, you haven't set yourself up to live that it's lifestyle. Not, it's not your lifestyle yet. Correct. You haven't earned it. You haven't right, earned like, it. Yeah. You know, well, it so. still is not your lifestyle, you know, right? I think, yeah. I think that's the big problem with social media is that people see somebody else's lifestyle and they want to be that person right. instead of creating you know, their they're own sabotaging. lifestyle for themselves. They're yeah. sabotaging this opportunity, the reason why they came on board with the Nutrition Corners or the brands, because they believed in the culture. They believed in the bigger story. They, they, they wanted to surround themselves with fucking winners, but then they go out and they get caught up with, with irresponsible decisions with their money. I mean, I remember when Carl was born, I worked three jobs. I worked seven days a week year round. That, that, that was my life. That's what I had to do. 
in order to make ends meet. And, um, well, it's funny. You give them those spreadsheets. Like you, you give some of these younger guys your spreadsheets and stuff. And it's like, um, uh, you know, I was thinking about it and it's funny. Like even to this day, I still have spreadsheets that I fill out every month. Yeah. Like it's crazy. I don't need to. Like I, I just, I really budget, don't. Budget spreadsheets. I Yeah. Like uh personal budget right, yeah. things. Like, like I still make Steph put, put all her receipts of the credit cards, like yeah. on my desk and I still will enter them into my spreadsheet. So I looked at my spreadsheet. It goes back to 1999. So yeah. I started doing this like, no, not, sorry, not 2001. So literally when I started at Bates White in, two, in May of 2001, it has literally every expense that I've ever, like, it's not even QuickBooks. It's it lines in an Excel. And I have yeah. that back for the past 20 some years, just yeah. like my training. And you case. have to, th- and now it's such a discipline. You have to think about it to yeah. recognize that it, it is, it's, 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 it's a discipline. And, and, you know, sometimes it's been helpful to know, like, when did we, when did we buy those curtains? Where did we get those? And I'll like, I'll Google, you know, I'll Google, I'll uh, find, just search for curtains and it'll go back. Oh, 2008, we bought the curtains at uh, Burlington or something, you know, like <laughs> but just it's, weird shit. It's like your logbooks, like you have 20 years worth yeah, of logbooks, exactly. right? And so we go back to Good to Great and he talks about rinsing the cottage cheese. Yes. Right? And it's like, that's the discipline that that dude thought got him where he was at was because he rinsed his cottage cheese and you do that shit over and over and over and over. And that's the big part of like why we tell people like, Get your logbook, write that shit down, you yeah. know, and it's like inspect every single solitary penny that comes into your checking account and every single solitary penny that goes out of your checking account and look at how you're spending your money. And, you know, we were doing that, you know, a couple of years back, Amy and I, and, you know, she was spending all this money on Starbucks and I was spending like, what, eight, nine hundred dollars a month on supplements between the two of us. And it's just like, at cost, you know, yeah, at cost, cost you know, <laughs> supplement king in, in my pantry. And it's like, all right, kicking the nuts, you know, this got to come down, you know, so it's it's. You have to learn to live within your means. And it's like, and, and I'm talking to people that want to join our company. It, it, it's like, you know, even if you want to join somebody else, it's like, if you're going there because you love the people, you love that what that company stands for, it's like, get your foot in the door, live within your means, and then create that opportunity. Money will um, come. Money like, will right, come. Money will come. Like, I, the biggest uh, thing that I, I had talked to uh, Spencer, the, a new, new hire with us, like, you're, he's 25. I'm like, sacrifices are now yeah. right give yourself like anything like five even two years three years of just sacrifice towards a passion that you want to get better at and and not focusing on money yeah. obviously focus on personal finances so that way you can you know stay stay afloat but the money will come because this because your fo- focus is so ultra focused on something that you're going to be successful yeah all right Live and then people they just can't they can't grasp that anymore no um, I mean, it's like going out to eat. It's not a fucking right. You know, having a $200 pair of shoes. is not a fucking right. You know, having a hobby where you go out and buy Pokemon cards. It's not a fucking right. You know, it's like, it still drives me crazy. to See grown ass men, you know, Pokemon cards and, and grown ass men, like busting nuts over these PS fours. And <laughs> like, I just like, I just but don't grown ass, it. But, it, but it's, it, it's totally acceptable for, for a grown ass man to spend $700 on ammo, which I might've just did. Damn yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I literally just spent 257. It's like, All right. yeah. you know, but it's like, but, but bottom line is whatever those things are for you. I don't care if you like to collect dolls and you're a grown ass man. It's like live within your fucking means and stop putting that on. Yeah. If you can afford those dolls, collect the dolls. Collect right. those but, dolls I mean, if that's you know, a, it's just what you like. Brush yes. their hair every night. You do that, you yeah. know, put a little, whatever. But bottom line is it's it's so it's so aggravating to see young people come on board to this team. They're super high, but then they can't live within the means and they want to bitch and moan that because they don't make money, they can't do X, Y and Z as far as growing a store, you know, and uh, it just. Yeah. Yeah. You know, learn to live with. So that comes back to the core value of earning it. Well, guys, I think that was exactly an hour. I think we we cover. I think we covered. Let's guys, see. Let me, let me is go. It, is there anything Bring else? Bring that notepad back up. Bro, let's let's put that on a cracker. So, here. questions, the use of train you will. I feel uh, like we were uh, in uh, one of the recaps in that. I don't know. We've, no, we were. We, we go were. on tangents. Yeah, that, that, was, that was the recap. That, that was we just the recap. Got, we recapped it and then we had a tangent. Let's right. go, Brandon. That was, uh, that was let's go, Brandon. So, yeah, we, I favorite. mean, we were talking about uh, the things we look for, the passion, the discipline. Uh, the b- yeah. ability to figure it out. We talked about some of the, the ways that we would interview and hire, or so some of the things that we did after we interviewed and hired, such as the gold star system that didn't work. Um, we talked about kind of our hiring process, 
Uh, we talked about being able to uh, create your own path and earn it and the, the key to enculturating people once they're here and then showing appreciation when they do achieve here. Whether the, I mean, that there's a financial component and then there is a like a recognition component to that. Yeah. So I think that's it. I like it. Love it. Anything else you want to add? Strive to become a man or a woman of value, not materialistic bullshit. There you go. We'll end on that note. And that, my folks, ball status is another episode. All right, guys. Till next time. Keep crushing it.